All right, everyone, welcome to episode 27 of Coffee and Jesus. It's crazy. And today I have a special guest here with me, Alvin Lay. Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah, it's so cool. We ate, like, I ate a chicken gyro. You ate a lamb gyro today at the landing in Lebanon. Yeah. Was it? I or shawarma. It was shawarma. It was shawarma. Yeah, okay. it was a bomb, though. I feel like they look the same, but they're not. <laughs> yeah, they're, like, a little different. Yeah. Did you like it? Oh, yeah. It was, it was really bomb. Ask if it was good. Because it looked good. Yeah, no. I, I love Mediterranean food. Like, yeah. lamb euros, lamb shawarma is, like, yeah, it's just so good. I feel like those aren't, like, Mediterranean food's not, like, a common, like, restaurant thing, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, I think... There's certain spots open, like for example, back in Newburgh, where you know I go to college at George Fox. There's like yeah. one spot. Um, at Portland, there's like a bunch of them, but it just kind of depends where you're at. Yeah, okay. it's growing though. It's on the rise. Yeah, so that just like reminded me. So usually, I w- I was ready to talk about a new coffee place that I went to this last weekend, but since you're here and what you just said just now that you're from Newburgh, I'm like, oh yeah. So I'm going to save what I was going to say for this week to next week. And I'm going to talk to you about Chapters, Coffee Cottage, uh, uh, yeah, all the good stuff because you and I both experienced it. Yeah, Newburgh. yeah. I never had like a guest speaker that has like going to Chapters on a daily basis or a Coffee Cottage or all my worst. Coffee Cat. Coffee Cat or the <laughs> yeah. one that just closed. Oh. Oh, actually, Coffee Cottage closed, too. Yeah. And there's CC's. CC's. CC's closed, yeah. Yeah. That's so insane. Like, but it's so cool. I have someone now to kind of talk about these coffee places. And yeah, Chapters so, is the spot. If you're going to Newburgh, cool. you go to yes, Chapters. You already know. Yeah, dude. So, I, one episode, like, like rated, like, all these, like, coffee shops from, like, my favorite to least favorite. And kind of by taste... So, how about you kind of give us your rundown of, like, we got, well, okay, well, imagine that these, for the sake of, like, the people that are listening that are from Newburgh or are at Newburgh or have been to Newburgh that have tasted Chapters, CC's, Coffee Cat, and um, Coffee Cottage, like, do you mm. want to rate them from, like, sure. starting from, like, your least favorite to best? Ooh. It's hard to rate things, but I would say it's kind of like there's pros and cons of each one, you know? Mm-hmm. Obviously, Coffee Cottage and CC's are, are gone now, sadly. There's going to be a new one yeah. opening up. I think it's called the Lyric Cafe, so that's going to be sick. Is that going to be at Coffee Cottage? It's going to be at Coffee okay. Cottage, yeah. I think they're going to do a lot of, like, live music and stuff there or something, because it's called the Lyric Cafe, so that'd be really cool. You have to check it out if you come out to Newburgh. Definitely. Um, I'd say, I mean, my personal favorite is Chapters. Um uh, I guess, disclaimer, I'm not really a coffee person. I drink tea a lot, so mm-hmm. normally I get, like, a matcha latte where I'm, wherever I'm at or, like, pastries and stuff. Uh, but I would say Chapters Matcha is really good, and they also have, like, an ice cream shop that's right next to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the big thing for me is just the vibe there is very... It feels very homey. And some people call it, like, the living room in Newburgh. Like, it just feels like you can kind of settle in, do your thing. Yeah. And, I don't know, you walk in and, like, you know, just there's all the people from Fox and Saints Hill and, like, local spots... I mean, it's just cool because you go in and you see a lot of people you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like that local gathering space. Right. Especially after Coffee Cottage, like everyone's in chapters now. Uh, Coffee Cottage, I really like their, um, I like their pastries, like their Marionberry scone. Yeah, I would go there, like, gosh. just to get the scone. I think the actual inside of it is, like, a little crammed. 
but like the outside area is like really big so it's kind of nice when it's sunny out to go there too yeah um uh, and the coffee cat's cool too uh but i feel like their hours are just kind of short they're open from like seven to one yeah. so if you have class in the morning it's hard to ever really go there mm-hmm. but whenever i go there i like getting the they have like a berry cinnamon roll which is like really bomb and they have like a lot of local art they put up so it's kind of cool to go by and like look yeah. at different things and there's like all sorts of funky seating because there's some stools in one place and the couch another and then mm-hmm. this little nook and cranny on the left side yeah. so oh they're all kind of fun and the cc's is i've only been there a couple times but they had a cool vibe too it was like motorcycle themed yeah um it was a little pricey but like it was, it was pretty cool vibe so it was good to go yeah. by once in a while yeah i would agree so think, that's yeah. that's my pros and cons of each one i guess uh, yeah that's great <laughs> i think it's like so good because like they're all, like, no matter, like, how we rate these, like, these were all kind of, like, you have to try them all. Because they're all so unique, like you said. Like, mm-hmm. the environment of, like, each one is so different. Like, even, like, the coffee at certain places is, like, different. And, like, the vanilla lattes, you can, like, differ. Like, Coffee Cottage was, like, has a little bit more stronger, like, syrup. Or, like, Chapters has a more milky taste of a latte. Mm-hmm. But, um... The environment of each place is so unique where it's like cat has all of that furniture like he said and the artwork and then but you have chapters that has like the bookstore with it oh yeah the books too uh-huh it's like kind of like a busier taller atmosphere mm-hmm. and then you have coffee cottage where it's like busy but you have outdoor seating and you have like books on the side as well but it's more of like a crowded like almost like comforting kind of like a small house with a bunch of people crammed in yeah and then they have like their own kitchen so you can order like wraps and stuff yeah and then this other cc's just has like motorcycles yeah there's a bunch of biker dudes that just come by yeah it's just like it's all so sick that's what i think was one really fun aspect about like um being at george fox too is like all those different coffee shops to kind of like be able to walk around like campus and just enjoy each one differently but. yeah and like whenever i go to chapters too it was like a 50 50 chance i'd run into josiah just doing his devos because <laughs> yeah. he's there like every day so it's just yeah. fun like i said earlier you just get to see people who are like regulars at each spot and it's kind of fun to like go and say hi to brisa say hi to the people you know you know yeah yeah those are the best but yeah um yeah it's really i'm really glad you're here today and i'm really excited that you accepted to be on this episode and just just spend time talking about Jesus. And I know what's so cool is like when I first went to George Fox, like you were the first friend I ever got like there. I remember that just like we practiced together for track on like during off season day one. And even just like, like growing together in Christ in like ways with like FCA with like you leading FCA and me joining and just like how that was a big like deal for both of us and mm-hmm. even with like the worship nights that you set up on campus and even prayer nights that we went through like with what you started even with like saints hill our church that we were connected with and just like we were so I feel like we were so so much on the same page and we were both like did like starting to like recognize our own giftings and like you were more into like the business side of like school and i was more engineer but we were both in Christ growing with a different giftings, but unified in the same spirit. Yeah. And it was just like, there was so much in those, in these past two years that we both like went through 
with like our own journeys in Christ, but also with like all these different groups. And now it's like, you got one more year left and I'm just like excited for you to just see like what's in store for FCA and like how you serve on campus, which I really believe like what you do is very evangelistic and serving and like faithful towards like God's ministry towards these people like on campus and like on like these prayer nights and like those are all very like evangelical is that even a word evangelical yeah evangelic yeah evangelical yeah (laughs) movements that are so crucial and i talked about that with you today like how fca even for me was just so crucial to be where i'm at today and all those prayer nights and like bible studies just all those smaller things were actually so like important and like crucial to where where I'm at now with Jesus and like how I've just been able to grow not even alone like ha- like in the past with like my old college at um, Oregon Tech but now like transitioning to George Fox to seeing like the ministry you're a part of and like now what I'm doing here and it's just like so different but so so both equally important and so awesome and so today like would you i'd just like for you to like start off by sharing just kind of your own personal journey with god and kind of just how that blossomed to kind of entering george fox and kind of where that's taking you now yeah for sure i mean first of all thank you man for that that's really yeah really honored by that encouragement and yeah guys i remember when josiah first came to fox because i was an ra during welcome weekend uh and we were part of the i was our ra in a different building but our staffs were combined so basically i remember this guy coming up i think he had like the shades on and like some bling and stuff (laughs) he's like hey what's up my name's joey i'm on the track team you know and i I was like in the check-in table or something and then immediately i was like oh dude like what event do you do like 400 like okay let's let's like work out later today or monday or whatever day it was but yeah so it was just so crazy that we went from that and then I think the first week of FCA, Josiah was there. The next week, I see, like, oh, like, he came to the leaders meeting. And I'm like, oh, he's already, he, like, he just got plugged in right away. It was, like, so mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, but, yeah, to answer the question, man, I guess I'll go back uh, kind of to growing up first, I guess, with my testimony to go from there. Um, kind of grew up in a, not kind of, I did grow up in a Christian home. Uh, I went to kind of a Christian school, even, like, starting at kindergarten, so from very early on, I got like a lot of biblical knowledge, uh, but the school I went to was definitely more kind of like uh, maybe legalistic, like it was like kind of a small, very conservative Baptist uh, private Christian school, and I, they just had a big focus on like rules and stuff, and I got a lot of knowledge about the Bible, but there wasn't a lot of talk about relationship with Jesus and what that looked like, and even looking back on the time, I'm, I'm still super grateful for my time there because I have some really good friends from there that I still keep in contact with. Um, and also I think there's just so much of like the Bible kind of ingrained in me just from growing up that way, where even if I wouldn't say that I always enjoy like all like the discipline and like getting all that drilled in me, like now when I'm praying, like the Holy Spirit has so much to almost draw from of my own soul. Cause it's kind of just deep in there. Uh, so definitely still grateful for that experience and a lot of great people. Uh, but I guess just a negative from that experience was that I kind of grew up with a false understanding of God, maybe just being more of a a judge or more maybe an overemphasis on just God uh being holy but not relational like maybe he's perfect but he's 
inaccessible to me, you know. And then I'll change when I went to this uh, conference in sixth grade. It was called Theopolis out at Black Lake Bible Camp in Washington. Super cool space uh, to be at. And uh, I just remember the, the speaker was just really speaking to my heart with some of the things I was going through, especially at that time. And it was just the Holy Spirit just met me, you know, in worship. Um, and it was one of those things where I really realized just through the Spirit's conviction, like, all the sins I've been doing and, like, how apart I was from God. But also the Spirit's conviction was so loving where I knew, like, God still wanted me. Like, the Lord, I saw how far apart I was from Him, but I also saw, like, His hand stretched out to me. Like, this was something that I could step into, you know. So from that moment in worship, it was, like, just kind of this unshakable, like, flag in the ground, I guess, where I just knew from that point on, like, God is real. Like, sure, I learned about it in my head. Uh, but then it kind of became something embedded in my heart, you know. And even just that small group after that time was so, so good. I mean, one of my friends just really opened it up about some of the struggles he was going through in, in that cabin. And before you knew it, we were all just crying and, and sharing. And we really realized the unity we had, that we we're all kind of struggling with the same things. And the enemy had this lie that we believed that we were alone. But in reality, we we're all going through the same thing. And as soon as, like, the Holy Spirit prompted one person to share, you know, the floodgates opened, and yeah. I really saw the power of just verbal Christian community from that point, you know. Uh, so that was kind of sixth grade. Uh, since then, yeah, I've just chased after the Lord. Definitely have learned a lot, messed up a lot along the way, but God's faithful in all of it. Um, I guess going into high school, really, that's when I kind of switched from my old high school to uh, my old K-8 through to my new high school. I think there was a lot of growth I had in middle school, but some of that I, I didn't feel like I could fully come into the person God was making me to be because I was with the same people since kindergarten and maybe like, you know, just when you're kind of in old ways of thinking and acting, it's hard to step out into a new the new person you're trying to become. And like that transition to the high school was huge for me. Um, I went to Westside Christian School and basically freshman year I, I kind of discovered I was, I was an extrovert because I know the same people all my life K through eight you know it's like the same 20 kids or whatever which kind of shrunk down by eighth grade um so going to a new high school I realized like oh shoot like I actually really enjoy getting to know people and just that whole thing of breaking the ice and hearing and getting to know their stories and it's just you know it's just a joy to be in community and in that way right uh, so I kind of discovered that part about myself just a deeper love for God uh and Really, I guess, in high school, that was when I kind of grew into more leadership roles, too, just at the school, like helping out with the worship team. Uh, freshman year, I was part of like a little student committee to help with spiritual life stuff, but I was just kind of really empowered to really live out my faith and meet a lot of really awesome people that are also on fire for their faith. Mm -hmm. Of course, there's always that mix of people who are forced to go there or kind of maybe believe on a lukewarm level or just culturally they're raised in that environment. But there's also a lot of people that really, you know, really loved the Lord, and the teachers were amazing. I mean, just like last week, I got to go out to, shout out to Mr. Flores, Mr. Lindsley, our two old Bible teachers, still still stay connected with them. We had a little reunion, and yeah, it's just so awesome to hear from them, and they're still faithfully serving the Lord, and you know, it's just it's just cool. Like, those teachers definitely still, they, they are what makes the school, and I was definitely blessed to be poured into by them a lot. Uh, so yeah, that was kind of me in high school. Uh, outside of school, uh, with my church, I went on this mission trip out to Canada, Klemtu uh, in British Columbia. It's like this maybe village of 400, 500 uh, First Nations people, and they all live on this one bay. Just basically one big long road and a couple of side streets, but that's basically the village. And you, it, there's one ferry that goes to and from it like every week, 
and maybe the occasional seaplane. That's kind of it. But basically our ministry there that I did with my church was really cool because we just kind of did life with them. And we, we ran like a kids program. But outside of that, a lot of it was just building relationships, just hanging out with them, hearing their stories. Um, but a lot of it too was just, yeah, just being with them, going on hikes. Didn't always have to be a crazy deep conversation. It was also just a lot of quality time, even just learning from them how to slow down and just appreciate nature. I mean, we're in this island in the middle of nowhere, like, not in the middle of nowhere, but out in, like, the, the British Columbian islands, you know. It's just all these trees, all this open water. And I think from that experience, I just really learned uh, how to be missional. I think that kind of transformed my, especially my, my later high school years. I went after my freshman year and beyond for the summers. And when you're, because, you know, on a missions trip, you're literally, you're there for two weeks. And the purpose is, like, you're there to share the love of Jesus. And then I just remember leaving those times and thinking, like, man, like, this is how we're supposed to live all the time, you know? So that was kind of just that process from high school where it's like, okay, how do I actually live, like, on a mission all the time? Uh, so definitely, yeah, that was a huge moment for me. Um, and then I guess going into college out of out of Westside, uh, that was kind of a weird transition a little bit just with COVID. I mean, I graduated in 2020, so, you know, our senior track season got cut off because, you know, we got sent home in March. Yeah. I remember, for, you know, all the COVID kids will probably remember, like, we hear that school's out for two weeks, and then immediately we're all, like, looking up, like, plane tickets to Hawaii, like, oh, it's only, like, 150 <laughs> yeah. bucks or something, like, we should just go crazy and, like, I don't know, go hang out somewhere for, like, a week, and, <laughs> and everyone, my, I told my parents, like, oh, I'm going to try to do something like that, and they're like, no, no, no you're, you're staying home, like, we're not going to let you travel out when there's yeah. a virus going on. Of course, like two days later, more news came out about it. A week later, yeah. we all realized, like, oh, there's no way anyone's traveling now. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, it was kind of a weird cutoff to my high school years, but definitely really value them. And I, I think I was just really blessed to be able to go to Fox when I did because most people, COVID happened in March, and going into the next year, they just did online school like the whole year. But Fox had this kind of weird hybrid thing going on, which wasn't ideal, but at least we could be physically not at home. Yeah meeting people, you know, hanging out with roommates, hanging out in, in the dorms and stuff. And for me, just uh, being able to go out to Fox when I did, uh, you know, in August of 2020, I think, yeah, that was just such a great season of life. Like, FCA for me was huge then. Um, I just put a lot of identity in my performance in sports. Um, I was, like, kind of close on the cutoff of what would make the team or not. And I maybe just felt a bit of insecurity of like do I really belong in this team you know mm -hmm. I was looking to have my senior year be where I really proved like you know I I could perform well um and that ended up you know not happening because it got cut off so I kind of had something to I felt like I had something to prove but yeah. I mean this guy shout out to Jack uh oh, yeah. yeah he was a senior when I was a freshman uh leading FCA and he he really was just preaching every week on identity and really just slowly through hearing the same truth over and over you know our hearts kind of got transformed like I think all of us really that year uh, where we realize, you know, first and foremost, we're just sons and daughters of the king, and your performance is just kind of a byproduct of, I don't know, like, it's cool if you perform well, but I, yeah. I guess the way I would put it, what I realized was uh, just that in light of eternity, it doesn't really matter. Uh, like, I had this question that kind of sounds silly when I say it, but, you know, how fast would Jesus run a 400 meter? And the answer to that question, of course, is sub 50. No, just kidding. It, it, the answer is it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like, the, what matters about Jesus is, like, he would be loving people on the track team, whether he was first or last, you know. Mm. And, like, just the person he was, like, so full of love. Like, that's, that's what matters. Like, not what time he ran. And in reality, like, you know, 
five, ten years from now, or even two years from now, or even now, like, yeah. when, when I look back on my track years, I'm not going to think about my PRs, but, you know, the relationships I made along the way, like, yeah. like Josiah, right, and that's really the goal of what we're doing, so, anywho, freshman year, I was really set free from that, and um, it was just such a good time, I mean, during COVID, we couldn't officially meet as a club, like, public gatherings, so what we did, we just met up at uh, Jack's house, really, and we just, uh, yeah, we just kind of had, like, a close-knit track Bible study. I didn't even know it as FCA. It was just kind of the track Bible study. Yeah. And, yeah, we would just get in the Word, or Jack would just have verses pop up to mind, and he would just, you know, be spitting facts, <laughs> just led by the Spirit, just preaching on one part of the Word, and he was flipped to another part. And it was just really, really awesome. But that was definitely a really special first year to have an FCA, like not even a big official gathering, but just kind of that tight-knit mm-hmm. house community. Um but yeah, so I guess since then, I was kind of led into just being involved in FCA. Like my sophomore year when Josiah transferred to Fox, uh, that's when I became like a salt leader. So just h- kind of helping leading discussions with the track team. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was when we kind of relaunched uh, FCA where we could finally meet in public again. And yeah, it's just been so cool to see like all the growth uh, that's happened, uh, both in the people, the athletes that come every week and also just like the leaders, like. I guess the best part of it is just that there's so many people who love Jesus that are part of our team. Like, we're all just so on fire and just seeing people's stories unfold. And, like, yeah, it's just, yeah, unbelievable the amount of growth that has happened during that time. And a lot of different uh, ups and downs, I guess, with leadership and realizing things about myself or realizing things about how leadership should be in the church, you know. And Mm -hmm. it's been really cool to step into that and really honored that the Lord kind of brought those opportunities. So, yeah, I guess where I'm at now to wrap up is I'm going to my senior year at George Fox. I'm studying business. I haven't said that before. I'm studying business, and I'm just looking to love people on the track team, work hard, uh, lead FCA well, and ultimately, yeah, figure out more of what my business kingdom calling looks like. Uh, So, yeah, that's kind of who I am in a nutshell in, I don't know, 10 minutes or so. So, boom, (laughs) there you go. (laughs) That's so good, dude. I loved all of that just that whole process of like growth and then continuing to grow even now it's just like god's always just seeing every aspect of our lives and just saying here's what i'm going to do here now here's what i'm going to do here with you it's just like oh it's so cool and just like walking with people doing the same thing like that and so yeah and i think um what's so important and what's so helpful even with me is like um, even when I transitioned to George Fox from Oregon Tech, um, I had this like prayer routine that I'd kind of like do devotionally and that, that was so good for me during like the summer and it just like helped me a ton with my relationship with God. And I realized once I went to George Fox and with the classes and everything and now I'm like trying to meet new people cause like I'm a junior, but I'm in a brand new school with all these people I've never met. So I'm like starting to get a little busy from my usual routine. And I think um, what's helped me a lot was how you kind of shared a lot um, that year even about how you spend time with God differently with like not just personally by yourself but on like walks with God and all. Like your prayer life was just very vast and had like a variety of different ways that you spent prayer with God. And I think even right now with our church 
here at the, Le- the River Center in Lebanon, like we're entering the, these um, 40 days of prayer like challenge where we're just spending time with God for 40 days straight, just being intentional, circling like things that we want God to do in our lives and see him with our, even with our church on like a missionary level. And so I think it'd be really cool if you kind of like shared a little bit about kind of like we have a lot of people in our church that are, could be like starting a prayer life for the first time mm. and kind of like, okay, I'm, I believe this is going to work. I want to see God speak to me differently and grow a relationship with me through prayer. And so um, kind of like, what would you kind of just share about how like finding time with God in prayer is so crucial on like being on mission, but also in a relationship with God on a personal level and how it can look so differently and can be used like prayer can look differently and be used just as well in like a night aspect or walking on the street with God or listening mm-hmm. to music or just kind of share like how that worked for you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, in a nutshell, I guess the way I see prayer is prayer is just giving your attention to God. It's giving your, just yourself a new awareness of who he is. Um, I heard one person kind of say, uh, Strawn Coleman, he has this book called Beholding that I'm reading right now, and it's kind of this idea that you kind of just behold God and look into his eyes as he looks back at you, and it doesn't always have to be a transactional thing where you're asking for stuff, but just this understanding that he is reality and he is everywhere. Um, so that's more more even just a way of viewing life. Um, but specifically, I guess, different practices to help you grow in that awareness. Mm-hmm. For me, especially sophomore year, prayer walks were huge because I was living on campus as an RA, and like when you need time to pray, be with the Lord and you know, outside of your room, like, I think sometimes you're just, you can kind of feel maybe stuck in your own head and stuck in your own room and just getting out of that space and being on nature. I mean, Fox is just so beautiful and like, yeah, campus is just gorgeous and there's this canyon you can walk through and everything. And yeah, basically just taking a chance to go outside, be in nature, do something with my body. Uh, I'm pretty kinesthetic. So that means like I need something to kind of fidget with or move or yeah. I don't know. It's just, I can't just sit still often and pray. Well, I, I can't do that. But more naturally for me, if I'm walking or doing something, then my body is kind of being taken up with an action and I can almost focus my spirit on, you know, Jesus and talking to him. Mm. Um, so yeah, for me, I think it was a mix of keeping my body busy and also enjoying nature. But then also even just maybe if I walk through Newburgh or through Fox, it's just kind of, I'm able to see campus through a different lens too. And kind of give, makes me almost more missional because it wasn't like how it normally is, you know, where you woke up and there's 10 minutes before class and you're, right. you know, so many times we rush through campus and you're just stressed or need to grab a quick meal or, you know, in a good way, you're, you're saying hi to people and you're enjoying just the community yeah. and the little joy you get from these interactions. But this is like usually kind of later at night when there's not as many people around, like mm-hmm. you see campus differently and you can kind of really feel the, the spirit and the life uh, that is there that has always been there but maybe it's just harder to spot sometimes yeah. um so i guess for me that's that's one way prayer walks has been huge uh, especially sophomore year i think that's been something i want to get back into since i moved off campus mm-hmm. i've been doing it a couple times but it hasn't been as much of a regular thing yeah. um but sometimes for me it definitely especially when i feel like i'm at a standstill with the lord it's still one of those things where i, I hate to say like last resort but sometimes when i feel like maybe i'm stuck or not getting clarity it's like I kind of just stomp my foot down. I'm like, okay, I'm going to leave my room. I'm going to go out on a walk mm-hmm. and just talk to the Lord until we figure this out. Yeah. And sometimes it's not the answer you like, but you're sometimes just on your soul kind of reaches a level of peace of, 
maybe some things I want to know, I won't know yet. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I spent however much time it was walking around just focusing on God. And yeah. something shifts in your heart where the answer doesn't matter as much as just kind of acknowledging his presence. Um, but yeah, definitely prayer walks are huge. Um, I think also, yeah, just like I said earlier, just a greater awareness of God in general, I think is really what prayer is about. Um, for me, it's always been easier to pray than read the Bible. I, I don't know if that might be how I'm wired. It might also be, I don't know. I feel like so much biblical truth from my youth has kind of been instilled in me to where as I pray, I naturally just kind of get the word coming up in my mind. Obviously, you still need to read the Word, and the Lord will give you new eyes to see it, and that's something I'm working on for sure. But yeah, prayer-wise, I think just talking to God really is the big thing. I think being talking to Him like you would a friend is big, which I know can be like a kind of a wall to some people because they just they don't view God that way, so it's hard to begin talking to Him like that, uh, and not in an irreverent way, but just in an honest Creator to creation way. I don't know. It's just talking to Him like He's your dad, talking to Him like He's your friend. But also talking to him like he's Lord, Savior, Creator of the universe. He's he's all these things. So it's yeah. it's kind of crazy balancing him back and forth. But it's okay to both joke around with God, but also praise him for all he is and his holiness. But also like talk to him like a father and just let him comfort you. But also talk to him like you know he's a Almighty God who can do anything and ask yeah. for big things too. I, it's just kind of talking with him and fully taking in all the different sides of God, even you know. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked all of that. Just like the variety of like well if like oh you're busy like people having like a job now or like getting out of college or like somebody's on a full work schedule and it's like till five PM and somebody's like, Well, I wanna pray but I have this work and I have this small break though it's not really working out for me, then it's like then try, like try new things. Like try going on a walk, try spending it in the night, try doing it at this time just trying to find time for god because it's so crucial and so important to just building that relationship with god and like you said it all in all it's so so important so worth it just even being real with it is so important it's like you don't have to like try to morph some like language to speak with god you just you can joke around you can laugh with god as a friend you can talk to God and ask him questions like he's your father and just like that's how he wants to speak to us but it's Mm -hmm. like finding time with God is so crucial especially for even today and for the church it's just like if you're desiring to like build up your purpose in life and see what God has for you it really starts at the beginning with your relationship with God and that's the greatest way to build that is prayer and so Mm -hmm. it's like if you need to go for a walk, go for a walk. If you need to do it while you're eating cereal, do it while you're eating cereal. Or getting a yeah. coffee, getting an iced vanilla latte. It's like, if you're spending time with God and, so, and just being yourself, it's like, you're going to grow. God's going to do something. And I think that's, it's really cool for you to share all that too. It's super, it's motivating for me mm-hmm. too, to kind of like explore. Like if, if you feel like, oh, I should, like I remember feeling like I should start praying at night and just being silent and just listening to God and like hearing you trying new things like prayer walks and all like spending time in the mornings and like I'm like yeah I should try doing different things too and it's like Mm -hmm. and you realize like oh this was very good like I should do this more yeah for sure and and guys this this guy Josiah he's definitely the a prime example of just like 
what it means to really make time for the Lord. Like, you, you definitely, this past semester, I would say specifically too, like, Josiah would just keep making more and more time for the Lord. Like, he was consistently, I would always see my chapters in the morning in the Word. And then, yeah, you told me, like, halfway through the semester, like, you know, I think the Lord wants me to start, like, spending, like, nighttime with Him. And then you started going out to, like, the prayer chapel and stuff. And it was just crazy seeing, like, the growth that he went through. And, like, everyone in the FCA leadership, we all knew, like, oh, yeah, this is because he's been spending time with the Lord. And that was something that inspired me, too, you know, just iron sharpening iron. Like, for me, I so often would, like, I don't know, like, I would some I obviously this is important like to see God in everything. I think that's ultimately what we're looking for is to, you know, be able to see God in all that we do, you know, like fully integrate our our lives and see how the spiritual plays with, you know, us on the earth today cuz anyway, it, everything's spiritual. I, that's a whole other rant, but you know, <laughs> everything is is spiritual because, you know, God has made this life for us to live on earth, but everything we do does have spiritual impact, you know. Um but anywho, that's kind of a separate thing. Basically, I I think I had that view and I was trying to learn that, which was good. But Josiah also really showed me like, of course, you see God all the time as, as like this reality that we live in. But at the same time, like you're making specific time scheduling, like in the morning, at night. And I think it's so important to make specific time for God and create these rhythms because as soon as life hits, like if you don't have that rhythm established of like, this is my time with Jesus, I wake up at this time every morning, like if you're not settled in that, like as soon as you get a little tired or discouraged in your faith, that's like the first thing that slips away. And I remember um, there's one FCA where I realized like, oh dang, like I made this commitment to spend time with God in the morning and somehow like a month later, I just don't do that anymore. And it wasn't like an explicit choice that I was like, I'm not going to spend time with God in the morning. I just love sleep. It was more like, just me in the mornings being exhausted and then thinking, oh, I'll sleep another half an hour. And you're not actually thinking in that moment, like, oh, I'm projecting God. You're just saying, dude, I'm just tired. I just want to sleep. I'm pressing snooze. Yeah. Uh, so I think what I really admired about you, Josiah, is just that you would always make time to be with God. And I think that discipline is something that I am looking for of more in my life because I remember, like, maybe the final month or so of the semester, I, I got into a more consistent schedule. And I found that, you know, even if I wasn't, I was sacrificing maybe half an hour of sleep. Like, my days were so much more full when I made time to be with the Lord in the morning. And I am more of a night person, so that was a hard thing to do because uh, I'd always think, like, oh, you know, like, the mornings, like, I don't know, I can just sleep in then. I'll spend time with God at night. But then there's something about starting your day off in the Word that just transforms the rest of your day, you know? Because it's, it's important, obviously, to get in the Word at night, and that can kind of inform, you know, your next day and what happened that day. But something about starting on the word and then letting that inform the rest of what you do is like so important, you know? So yeah. anywho, that's a little bit of encouragement on Josiah and a little bit of talk about, I guess, just the importance of discipline and praying. Something I'm still definitely working on, but yeah. yeah. Wow. Thank you. I appreciate all of that. That means a lot to me. And yeah, I really, I totally am so for that just intentionality and just how important that is. And yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here, and we're just out of time, but yeah, I just really appreciate what you have for this episode for all of us, and even, yeah, there's just, just hearing you, there's just so much more that's going to happen in your life, and I just remember feeling that moreness, I know it's there with you, and so I'm excited to just be witnessing it, and just even if now that I'm graduating, but you're still one more year away, it's like, I'm still here for you every step of the way. Like you give me Thank text, you, I'm there, man. But if I'm not in like Mexico. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, but, yeah. You, you want to give that life update? 
by the way, the Mexico thing. <laughs> There's a podcast now. I don't want to, but maybe for the next one. <laughs> all right. Pushing time. But <laughs> yeah. It's all good. It's all exciting though. Yeah, you guys will hear about Mexico another time then. <laughs> but thanks <laughs> for listening. In Mexico. Yeah, literally. That would be wild. But Dang. Yeah, thank you all for listening. Thank you for just continuing to listen to this podcast. I just truly, this podcast is for you guys just to grow with your relationship with God. Have a great day. Have an ice vanilla latte. Mm-hmm.